When will Team Jumbo Visma choose their King B? Or will Team UAE Emirates, or even Remco Evnico, be a fly in the ointment? I'm Gary, and this is the Vuelta a España supplement from the Cycling Legends podcast, powered by vivlavelo.cc. everybody, welcome to this, our first mid-Vuelta update from the Cycling Legends podcast, powered by vivlavello.cc. Um, this would have been a rest day show, uh, but I thought it might be better just to see how things panned out after um, what has been a fairly mental, for various reasons, uh, first week of the 78th of Vuelta a España. Um, as I said at the start of the tour and at the start of the Giro, you know, the, the opening stages already seem like they've been um, almost a lifetime ago, um, and it's just it's been that kind of race. Um, we'll talk about today's individual time trial, which uh, um, had you know had us on the edge of our seat pretty much for the um, the, the latter part uh, of of the proceedings. Um, but let's first go back to uh, to stage one uh, to last Saturday um, and to Barcelona. Uh, for the team time trial, um, which was controversial, or it became controversial because, one, it was held at night, or not quite held in the early evening, um, I think with a view that it was, it was being timed so that the podium presentation would make it to the uh, the, the, the evening news in Spain. Um, but unfortunately, the uh, the somewhat inclement weather that uh, Europe has been facing the, the entire year, uh, I think all three Grand Tours have now been affected in some way, shape or form by iffy weather. Um, certainly the Giro was, uh, if you recall, um, proper heart and mouth stuff for, for most of the, the opening exchanges. Um, we saw rainstorms or rain coming in which just darkened the sky and at that time of the evening in, in southern Europe um, spelled disaster for the, the, the teams who were coming down the ramp uh, later in the schedule. Uh, we saw uh, Team Ineos, uh, Lauren de Plou, uh, crashing uh, fairly early in their their uh, their ride. Um, he tried to get back on the bike, um, but has actually fractured his hip. Um, as, he, as he said on social media, he had you know two minutes of showtime and then it was over. Uh, we saw the Jaco Alula team uh, wiping out en masse uh, on a right-hand to- corner. Um, Eddie Dunbar um, crashing twice on, on the on the uh, on the stage, um, and that would come back to haunt him later in the race. Um, it was DSM Firmenich uh, who won uh, the the TTT, um, putting uh, Lorenzo Malesi in red. Um, Twenty six seconds then separated uh, Sudal Quickstep and Jumbo Visma, who really we were you know we were kind of looking at as the you know. It was Remco Evnipol versus um, the the trident of Jonas Vingegaard, um, Sepp Kuss, um, and Primoz Roglic. Um, it was you know it the, the, it was controversial. The race organisers got pelters um, because they were racing in the dark. I mean, Quickstep came down the the, the ramp last, I think. Um, Remco Evnipol was you know was quite vocal at the end, basically saying that they couldn't see. Um, shit, which was probably the only thing that wasn't on the course and would have been washed away um, by the rain that had fallen over the course of the uh, 
the race. Um, and yet, you know, in some respect, I understand that the timing, it was, you know, Spain at that time of the evening, the sun setting, um, and if it's a nice night, it would be gorgeous, it would be very atmospheric, and it's good visuals um, for the television, whether it's watching the for you know, race fans or for, as the plan was, the, the evening news. And yet, as the clouds rolled in, any residual sun was gone, and it was literally pitch darkness. Um, and some of the teams had six kilometres to ride back to their to their buses um, without lights. Um, so yeah, what could possibly have gone wrong? So um, yeah, I think I, I feel more for the riders um, than I, I do for the race organisers. Um, stage two, you would have hoped it would have been a bit less controversial, the stage from Mataro uh, to Barcelona. Um, and yet there were concerns over the descent um, from Montjuic. Um, in the latter part of the race um, and the GC times were neutralised um, at 9 kilometres to go and we then had the kind of farcical well it was not kind of, actually was farcical um, situation where the race organisers were, were asking fans um, to to show pictures of uh, uh, your riders crossing the 9 kilometre to go park um, to work out your know, race positions and so on well, so the race was neutralised, you know, racers were more free uh, to, to go for the stage one, and it was Lotto, uh, it was uh, Lotto, um, it was Andreas Krohn um, who won the, the stage, um, you know, a, a popular win, um, soloing across the line, he attacked um, on Monk Jewish, um, and escaped from, uh, from a, a small group that had uh, contained... Um, uh, Lorenzo Morelesi who was dropped um, uh, Javier Ramo um, of Astana um, was also in the group and EF Education's Andrea Piccolo who would take the red jersey on the stage um, the race organisers were criticised again uh, you were getting to the stage where if they're, you're damned if they did damned if they didn't um, and that was very much the case um, the argument being that actually they, they could have raced um, properly into uh, Barcelona or back into Barcelona, um, and yet that wasn't wasn't to be. Um, they made the call, and you know that's you, you live by that. Um, stage three from Surya to Arsenal and, and Andorra, and we saw Remco Evenepoel open his account, taking uh, first blood, um, and then promptly crashed um, as the the. Uh, the the, the uh, finish line area was just too small for a rider coming in that fast, um, hitting uh, I think it was a PR officer for uh, the local police force. I maybe maybe wrong with that. Somebody said she was a medic, but certainly gave her a sore one. Gave himself a sore one, um, cut just on his uh, the side of his head, um, but he won the stage into into uh, the, the leader's jersey, and you know blood don't show on the Mayo Rojo. Um, it's. Yeah, again, you're like, what, race organisers, what can you do? Um, and I think the, the blame probably lies squarely there um, with them. Um, so not a good opening three stages um, for um, the uh, for, for uni public, um, the, uh, the race organisers, who are, who are owned by the ASO. Um, so you'd think they'd be good at these things. Um, stage four. Um, was from Andorra La Vea to Tarragona. Caden Groves um, opening his account um, in some style um, between the sprint uh, sprint ahead of Sebastian Milano, uh, Edward Toons, um, Alpes and Conic Rainer um, then went two from two the following day into Buriana. Um, and yeah, I mentioned Eddie Dunbar um, earlier. 
the, uh, earlier in the uh, the show, uh, who'd crashed twice in the, the time trial. He actually crashed again in the neutralized section, believe it or not. Um, so when you know, when your luck's out, you're out, and uh, Dunbar um, was the, the first Jaco Alula casualty of the race. Um, Filippo Ganna uh, ran Groves pretty close on the line, um, ahead of, uh, of uh, Van Hessel of... Uh, of total direct energies, um, so you know a good sprint uh, and, and two from two from Caden Groves looking good. Stage six, um, we saw the climb or the the stage from Laval Lucio uh, to the Observatorio Atrofisio de Havalambre um, Observatory. So there's your stage profile straight away. Sep Kuss taking only his second Vuelta. Um, stage winner, his third Grand Tour stage win uh, of his career. He won in the Vuelta in 2019. Um, yeah, yeah. I just a, a stage where it was crazy from the off. It had a big break, um, not in a snooker sense. A, a great break of around 40 riders um, who got away um, and an inattentive quick step suddenly found themselves um, somewhere in the region of four minutes adrift. Um, we also saw Jumbo Visma um, just everywhere on the on the on the stage. We had you know they were up the road. They had, had riders were able to bridge to them. They were supporting each other in numbers, and they just looked incredible. And it looked really really ominous for Remco Evenepoel and the Sudal Quickstep team, um, who ultimately um, managed to to limit their losses um, to somewhere in the region of thirty seconds. So um, having looked like you know the the game was a fruit from the the off and, and their game plan was pretty much up on bricks. Uh, I think Evnepol, um you know, cutting his losses to thirty seconds, um, I think was probably a, a good day at the office for them. Um, stage seven, um, Utelte Oliva, um, the sprint won by Total Direct Energies, uh, Jeffrey Soup, um, fought after uh, his, his teammate Van Hessel went. Uh, close uh, a couple of days before, um, kind of big crashes and and the final team and Aronsman, um crashed uh, and was out in a bad way. Took some some serious knocks for Ineos. Um, he was hospitalised, but otherwise survived. Uh, Sepp Kuss was involved in the uh, in the crash, um, and uh, you know, managed to stay upright. Um, weekend stages where we thought it was really going to kick off and it looked like it was stage 8 um, on Saturday from uh, Denia to Sorette de Cati um, Primoz Roglic won the, what we call the sprint um, from Remco Evnopol um, Sepp Kuss it was enough to put him in red as um, as Lenny Martinez had um, the previous red jersey wearer uh, just lost a whole ton of time um, on the climb, Robert Roglic ditched him. Uh, sorry, Kuss ditched him. Um, we saw Jumbo Vismar driving things you know, in the final climb. All three of their big hitters um, really looking good. But I kind of thought, and I've had a, a couple of "Is it just me?" tweets, uh, tweets, X's, posts, whatever you call them, um, over the the weekend, and I'm just wondering, was it potentially an opportunity lost because? It's you kind of thought that their strategy might have been to try and kill off Remco Evenepoel before what was today's individual time trial, um, or are they simply waiting for him to fade? You know, if not in the second week, then certainly in the third week. Um, but given the numbers they had in the final, and given the the relative ease with which the, everybody went to the line, 
Um, I, I feel like okay, you got stage one. Your guys in guys in red jersey set Coupe when it's red. Um, that's a good day out, but I felt they could have. They were in a position where they could have done an awful lot of damage to Evnipol's GC hopes. Um, and that wasn't quite to be. Um, stage 9, Sunday from Cartagena to Callado de la Cruz de Caravaca. Um, Lenny Kamna um, of Bora Hansgrohe um, completing the set of Grand Tour victories, um, which was, you know, he's a popular rider, isn't he? He's, he seems to have been... Um, at the sharp end for for a, a, a number of years now, um, just you know, a, a great, a great uh, solo um, to, to 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 take the stage. So the race again was neutralised um, at bizarrely at two point zero five kilometres to go, and um, because of mudslides in the final, um, and we saw you know just the riders, um, the GC riders just rolling in. Um, you know, fairly relaxed and chatting to each other um, over the list. A bit of a, a damp squib, if you like. Again, you know, the organisers had to make a call um, and there was, you know, mud on the road. It was pretty gritty and actually we saw um, Jumbo Visma riders after it um, on their social media channels debating the fact that they were going to have to ride back down the hill across the, um, you know, Strada Bianchi um, or Strada Nero uh, roads because they were fairly manky um, in sections. Um, that wasn't to be the last disaster of uh, stage nine, whereas uh, the two or two of the aircraft uh, or two aircraft rather chartered to take the teams uh, to Valladolid uh, for the, the stage ten or for the rest day um, and in preparation for stage ten. Uh, one had to divert to Madrid um, due to lightning storms. Um, and fairly dreadful flying conditions as is, is is, you know, central eastern Spain was battered um, by some pretty ridiculous weather um, it meant the riders in that flight had to be bussed to Valladolid um, and you know, some were, were you know, getting dinner at three, uh, you know, half two and three o'clock in the morning so uh, yeah, if I had been, you know, nothing the race organisers could do about that um, but I think there would have been a few a few heads and hands um, after that, thinking, well, made it to the rest day. Yeah, not so fast. So, at the end of nine stages of racing, we had um, a GC that looked like this. We saw Sepkus um, leading um, the standings uh, from Mark Soler, um, team at UAE Emirates, some 43 seconds adrift. Lenny Martinez, previous red jersey wearer, um, was a minute back from, from Kuss. Remco Evnepol was 2.22 back from the lead um, with uh, on the same time as Primoz Roglic. Um, Jonas Vingegaard, um a further 11 seconds back, which set things up fairly nicely for today's individual time trial. So today was all about whether the GC guys had their uh, their, their time trial legs on. Uh, would Sepp Kuss be able to defend the red jersey? Would Jonas Vingegaard, you know, make a, a claim for um, leadership and for GC duties at the Jumbo Visma? How would Remco Evnipol do um, as you know, his lead had been gradually chipped away? Um, over the last over the, over the weekend and in some of the the mountain stages, um, from the off it was uh, it was EF Education Stefan Bissiger who was the the first of the, the big names to take the hot seat. Um, he battered round uh, 
an average speed of a, a ridiculous um, 53 kilometers per hour, um, and he, he was you know he was set for a, a reasonably longish afternoon in the hot seat, um, and then as you'd expect, it was Team Ineos Grenadiers uh, Filippo Ganna who I was going to say nudged them off the seat, blasted them off. Um, the the uh, the seat going somewhere in the region of what was it one minute one nineteen um, faster uh, an average speed of fifty six kilometers an hour um, and Ghana would be there for the rest of the day and I kind of feel like oh what was a great performance it was kind of overshadowed by everything that happened um, after where the the main GC contenders um, came down the ramp and you know. Started to, to to fight for their position. We saw, um, you know, Juan Ayuso, Mark Soler, um, Joao Almeida putting in good performances, solid time trial performances. Not solid in the terms of threatening the the result of of the day, um, but bolstering their positions on GC. Um, it would be Remco Evenepoel who went second, sixteen seconds uh, behind Ghana. Primoz Roglic was twenty seconds back on Evenepoel, so you would start to extend a little into uh, uh, Rog- Roglic's time um, for Evenepoel um, in, in his bid to to, to retain um, or to retake the red jersey. Um, Yao Almeida was fourth, fifty seconds behind Ghana. Um, sorry, yeah, he was Alexander Vlasov Bora was another couple of seconds back. Um, Matteo Catania, so that quick step was a minute and nine back. Juan Ayuso one eleven, Mark Soler one twelve, Nelson Oliveira same time. Jonas Vingigo um, one eighteen adrift, um, more than a minute behind Remco Evenepoel. Um, I kind of get the feeling that Vingigo has the look of a man who perhaps would rather be anywhere else. Um, I suspect that was maybe a nice idea at the time. Um, he may yet be going for a podium. I could certainly, we'll talk about it in a bit as we look ahead. Um, I could see a scenario with a, a Jumbo Visma 1-2-3, um, depending on what happens to, to other riders. But Vingigo just doesn't look like he's particularly happy. And then he's he's not the most demonstrative, facially at least, um, and you know, might come across as being a bit dour or staid or whatever. Um, you know, he might be perfectly happy. He might be saying, "Yeah, this this is on the program. This is uh, this is where I want to be." Um, I don't know, but he just he's not obviously he's not the guy that we saw in France in July, which is you know is not unreasonable. Um, he's done a fair chunk of racing. I think this today was his fifty fourth race day, and and uh, commentary on GCN were were noting this. Maybe it's been a long year for him. Um, Geraint Thomas um, has ridden more and he's got you know a good what 10 12 13 years on him um female riders claire steels at, at israel premier tech um has done 57 days right uh, racing this year um so you know is, is, is he just tired understandable if he is i haven't done 56 uh, 54 days racing this year I haven't, I haven't done any because well i broke my foot didn't i but um yeah he's just he's just not the guy he was in july and that Again, that is perhaps understandable. Um, Primoz Roglic, on the other hand, just looks so absolutely chilled. He's funny. He's relaxed. He looks good. He just, you know, he, he just doesn't look flustered at all. He's, he, you know, he's, his attacks and his and his sprints, uh, you know, his stage one just looked effortless and and slightly ominous. Um, if you're Remco Evenepoel or or anybody else for that matter so and after the uh, today's 
Reckoning. Sepkus, sorry, we, I, I didn't mention Sepkus. Um, he came in uh, a minute and 29 down on Filippo Ganna. Um, he said it was great to be in a time trial where nobody passed him, um, which certainly made me chuckle. So he didn't ship an absolute ton of time. Um, he is GC um, by... Oh, where are we? GC by... I mean, this, this is live. 26 seconds from Mark Soler um, as we go into the second week. He's got a minute and nine on Remco Evnipol, minute and 36 on Primoz Roglic. Um, Lenny Martinez, two minutes back. Um, and there's three minutes cover the top ten that includes Jao Almeida, Jonas Vingegaard, Juan Ayuso, uh, and Enric Mas and Alexander Vlasov, as I said. So um, it's going to be an interesting week um, as we head into this the second week of um, the, the Vuelta. We're back into, I guess, what you would call proper road racing uh, on stage eleven from uh, from Lerma to Laguna Negra. Um, it's a it's a hilly stage with a, a cat one uphill finish. Um, you know, there's there's no horrors there for GC. I mean, could could it be a day for the break? Could could we see some GC uh, action if the, you know a big group of the the contenders come comes together? Very positive. Who knows what's happening in this Vuelta? Um, so that's going to be you know, nice to see what the, how the legs are after today's time trial. Um, stage 12 um, from Olvega to Zaragoza. Um, it's effectively downhill with two hills in the middle of it. Um, it's, uh, again, I don't expect there to be any big shake-ups in GC um, on, the, on that stage either. Stage 13, we're starting to get a bit tasty again. We're into the mountains, um, going from Formigal um, and back to almost where the race kind of started up in the Pyrenees um, we're, we're going to call the Tourmalet as you do um, via the, the Obisque and the Col de Spandel um, which I think could see um, a bit of a shake up um, it'll, be, it'll be I think a first real test um, of Jumbo Visma to see whether they are truly defending Sepkus's red jersey um, or and also you know, how his legs are um, we're talking now about you know, Mark Soler being a, a real contender, um, and you know, out of the two, I think you'd, you'd maybe have to fancy Soler as in terms of, of the pure climber. Um, but we've never seen um, Sepkus in a position like this, and you know, I think he's certainly more than capable of defending, um, defending his lead over stage 13 uh, and stage 14 the following day to, to uh, Lara Belagua, um, which look, um. You know, which in itself looks entertaining. There are two HC horrors in the middle of the stage. Um, the the called the the Husher, sorry, um, and the Puerto de La Rao, um, which are both just brutes. Um, you know, the 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 called the Husher, um, eleven point six kilometers at eight point three percent, and then, um. Puerto Laral um, is 15.1 at 7.9 with a couple of kind of false summits um, on the way there. Um, and this is all before the, the, the Cat 1 climb to Lara Belagua um, at the end. So that is, I think that's going to be the, the weekend's uh, flashpoint on GC. Um, and then stage 15 um, from Pamplona to, to Lickenberry. Um, is I think it could even be a day for the sprinters. We've got a couple of category climbs or three category climbs along the way. Um, nothing too uh, outrageous. Although um, the uh, the Puerto de Lizaraga um, is a, a mere nineteen kilometers, um, albeit 
to, uh, I guess sedate 2.7%, so I don't see that um, creating too many problems along the way. So this has been that Vuelta a España supplement from the Cycling Legends podcast, powered by vivlavelo.cc. This is on uh, the Cycling Legends public feed, um, and if you haven't already signed up, you can access our premium content over at content content over at cyclinglegendspodcast.com where you can hear stuff like uh, the new feature um, My Life in Five Bikes where Chris Sidwells talks to um, riders past and present about the uh, the bicycles that you know shone brightest in their lives and their careers so the first edition of that is available now you can get history shows interviews the fortnightly feed zone uh, round table where we talk all things cycling and more besides um, in fact there's a new one of those coming up this weekend so if you hurry over to cyclinglegendspodcast.com um, and sign up for the princely sum of £3.50 per month price of a, a posh coffee as we say um, you'll be able to um, listen to what we've got to say about the Vuelta um, this this weekend um, amongst many other things. In the meantime, I hope you've enjoyed this this, this roundup of the, uh, the Vuelta so far. I will be back next week, probably around the rest day, to, to look back and see if, uh, if uh, Sepp Kuss um, is still in red, whether Jumbo Visma um, have sorted out who actually is going to be the leader, um, or whether we've got a shake-up in GC. Um, and, and I can't wait to see how this race pans out. It's, it's, I haven't been as excited about a Vuelta um, for a long time. Um, in the meantime, you can catch me on social media at the Gary Fairley on Twitter or X or whatever you call it. Uh, I'm also on Threads and Instagram if you like photographs of injured cyclists, me, dogs, coffee, music, things like that. Um, you can also um, follow the show feed at Cycling Legends One. Um, in the meantime, thanks for your time. I hope you've enjoyed um, the content. Give us a shout on the socials if you like it. Let me know what you think. Um, but in the meantime, I'll speak to you again in a few days' time on the Vuelta a España supplement from the Cycling Legends podcast, powered by vivlavelo.cc. Mm-hmm.